0: I used to office hard. You know, really office. Team lunches, group happy hours, theme parties where I was the chairperson and dressed as Stevie Nicks. It's not that there's anything wrong with officing in and of itself. It's that the pandemic showed me a new way to work and now I can't unsee it. A way that's healthier, more productive, and I will argue simply makes more sense welcome to overthinking in your underwear the show where we use our overthinking brains for self-discovery instead of total sabotage this is lindsay author of overthinking in your underwear the book now available on amazon this week working from home forever overthinking office life before march 2020 working from home was granted on special occasions for niche jobs you heard about but didn't understand with the pandemic, work from home went viral as we cuddled our dogs and into our sweatpants. Not everyone loved it. I have friends who feel they aren't productive at home or miss the camaraderie of a workplace. These people skipped back to the office with the first lift of restrictions. For others, like me, working from home gifted more than additional time with our fur babies. It gave us insight into the merry-go-round we'd been riding filled with an up and down of old ideas and unproductive work rituals. For 16 years, I worked in an ad agency of all shapes and sizes, big names, small shops, East Coast firms, and Midwest companies. Some had better coffee bars, while others had more foosball tables. They talked about putting the brand first and leading with creativity. They mounted a motto in their entryway, entryway, urging us to dream big, be brilliant, or work weird. The slogans may have varied, but the jobs were all the same. When you work in an office, you show up by 9, sit at a desk, attempt to be creative in an environment filled with interruptions and meetings, burn out around 3, wander the halls looking for snacks, and browse the internet internet with one eye on the clock until 5 or 6 when it's acceptable to leave. I'd begin a job full of fire, ready to do something amazing every day. But two years in, daily status meetings and office politics extinguished my creativity. If you're a woman, or worse, a woman who smiles a lot, you'll be asked to shoulder what some researchers call office housework, planning lunches, organizing baby showers, and heading up culture events, all activities outside your job description with no compensation beyond a high five from your boss. Henry Ford created the 40-hour work week, comprised of eight hours a day, five days a week. Ford based this model on his automotive plants. His new concept of work offered a reprieve from the six day work week in place at the time. Almost a hundred years later, we continue to use Ford's blueprint for how to run our modern world, despite the lack of resemblance to his. The pandemic forced us to drop this tightly held structure we adopted from our grandparents. Now I wake up at six, drink coffee with my dog, work for four hours with no interruptions until I eat breakfast. I work more. I usually break about noon and go to yoga. I come home and work until about 3.30. Remember, I only worked until 3.30 in that office job as well. Granted, there are Zoom calls here and there, but they are quick, painless, and don't interrupt my creativity. The amount of work I get done at home versus in an office doesn't even compare. Without the pressure to cram creativity between office interruptions, I rediscovered why I love advertising in the first place. I'm able to think big, work weird and live up to those entryway mottos in a way that doesn't happen with the stale air of an office. Most people are surprised to learn I'm an introvert because I can extrovert like it's my part-time job. When you work in an office, it is. As an introvert, you enjoy people and social situations, but those situations drain your battery and require energy. And here's the big takeaway, your social battery and your productivity run on the same charge. In an office situation, we're on at every moment, laughing through meetings, interacting at the snack bar, and chatting with Deb about her new pet bird. By the time you sit down to knock out that presentation, your battery is empty. You're spending your energy officing instead of actually jobbing. Many articles, research, and op-eds report benefits for people beyond introverts. Some black and Latino workers, report working from home helps avoid anxiety, awkwardness, and even microaggressions that come with being a minority in an all-Caucasian office. So let's end on an allegory. In my 20s, I ran 30 miles a week. After work or on my lunch break, I'd hit the treadmill or the road to reach my number I'd set in my head. One day, a friend invited me to yoga. At this point, I thought yoga was stretching for women in a quiet room. Translation: Yoga was for babies and I was a runner. Along with my friend, I went to yoga, but kept running. As I settled into my practice, I realized I was in shape in a whole new way. Yoga was gentler on my body, rewarding, and I enjoyed the class as a hobby rather than a workout. I quit running altogether and for 15 years, yoga has been a beloved part of my week that keeps me fit and healthy. We often think the hardest route is the best route. It doesn't have to hurt to be worth it. Sometimes we're just running for no reason and there's a healthier way to live. So that was the blog. Um, We end with a little bit of let's overthink it advice. There's also a lot of helpful links in there if you want to look at the written version. Um, I think you get the allegory at the end. I think it's time to rethink work. There's probably a better way to do it um, instead of the antiquated nine to five that we've been running for so long. I have a few additional thoughts on this um, topic. I do, just to play devil's advocate, I really do feel bad for the CEOs and managers and business owners of the world because I think this is such a complex topic to make such a dramatic shift. All of a sudden it was 2020 and suddenly, and I know there's all these things are happening. People are going back. We're going back to the office. Everyone's not just home still. But there was like this dramatic shift in thinking all of a sudden in 2020, like, oh my gosh, we can work from home. And then we expected managers and CEOs to suddenly be like completely reimagine the workforce. And and that's a tough shift to make because I do feel for them in the way that people coming out of school and young people, it really is vital to have them sitting in the office, sitting next to senior, seasoned, experienced people learning the way that's how I learned I sat next to senior people I tapped them on the shoulder all the time I asked them questions and that's how I learned my craft I don't know if now that shifts to virtually I don't know if you set up one-on-ones once a week with your uh, mentor mentee since we're not gonna maybe be in an office situation as much Um, but I do feel for the CEOs of the world or managers of the world because How do you train new people coming in? Uh, The flip side of that is I, you know, have a lot of, you know, 20 year olds and people going to college or just coming out of college in my life. And when I talk to them about what they want to do, their immediate reaction is they may know or they may not know, but they say, I will not sit in an office all day. There's no way I'm going to have a cube life. There's no way I'm going to have an office life they know that much. They may not know the exact title or what they wanna do, but they know that much. So I think no matter what we want as, you know, people 40 or 40 or over 40, the Generation Z and younger and coming out of college, they're gonna reimagine work whether we want it or not, because it's just not how they even can comprehend the world they see wor- the world as mobile and on their phone and on their laptop and moving around. And it's not something that they can even imagine going into an office and sitting there. Um, so I do think, I think it's going to change whether we have this um, slow move to get there or not. I think it will, I think it will change. The other thing I was thinking about that I didn't include in the blog was um when I graduated from college, I remember how abrupt it felt. You get out of college, which is just like the four years of the most freedom you've ever had in your life. You are not. You're not looked over for the first time in your life. You can do anything you want. You can stay out as late as you want. No one is keeping tabs on you. If you want, you can schedule all your classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. The only person who cares if you show up to those classes is you yourself and your personal accountability. Um, So you have all this freedom. And then you graduate And I got my first job, I graduated, got my first job in an ad agency, and it was a very structured nine to five, and I remember kind of walking in and being like, oh, you have to be here at nine, someone's kind of looking if you're here at nine, and someone's kind of making a check if you leave before five, and this structure felt so claustrophobic, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I have some place I have to show up every day for the next 50 years. This is this is so confining to me. And I know, I get it. It's like, oh, that's called a job. That's <laughs> called a job, Lindsay, and everybody does it. I get that, I'm just saying, isn't isn't there a better way? Isn't there a way to treat all of us like adults? Isn't there a way to treat all of us with a little bit of personal accountability and say, here's your job, do it. Turn in your work on time, do good work, and we trust you. Like, let's give people the freedom that we give college students, at least, um, to live their life in a way that's healthy for them. If they want to work in the morning, if they want to work late at night, if they need to break and work out in the middle of the day, if they need to care for children, if they need to care for aging parents, like, let's give people the personal freedom and accountability Um, that they can do their work and do it on time, not whenever they, you know, not make their own deadlines, do it on time, work within the structure that you need as a, as a job. Um, but treat people, treat people with respect and, um, and not treat them like children, treat them with respect that we know they're going to get the job done and that we don't need to keep one eye on them. So... I just remember I when I when I was writing this and didn't include it, I remember that feeling of coming out of college. Like, whoa. <laughs> this feels like going backwards and I'm not loving it. So I'd love your thoughts on this topic. I know it's big. I know people have lots of thoughts about whether we should go into the office, what um what format works best. If you're a young person, I'd love to know what you envision. Uh, So leave me a comment. And thank you so much for overthinking with me this week. Until next time, wishing you all good thoughts.